With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Second time on FT Live, my friend Jim Bowden joining us right now. Ooh, that's a nice Ooh, little intro CBS, right there. CBS, they have baseball? CBS sports analyst, Jim <laughs> Bowden. Also, we'll get into some of those articles that he just put out in The Athletic for some uh, midterm offseason grades. But JB, how you doing? And being that we just had Chris Sale on, what do you think of what Alex Anthopoulos has been up to this offseason? Yeah, I like what he's done, right? He's been really creative, innovative. Like He's taken on a lot of bad contracts to add prospects. He's taken on bad contracts to help fix the bullpen, to add some left-handed relievers like Aaron Bummer uh, and, and Dirk Kerr from the San Diego Padres. So, yeah, I like what he's done. And, of course, the sale deal, I, I love taking the gamble there. I don't think he's ever going to be an ace again, but I think when you have a rotation like they do with Strider and Freed and Charlie Morton and Elder and now you add sale, it gives them, I think, the best possible chance of not only winning the division but the World Series as well. Are they better? I mean, they, they lost to the Braves, so it's like, did they need to get better? Or are these just kind of moves that, well, hey, I did everything that I could? No, I, look, I think you always have to keep trying to improve the roster. I thought the Braves had the best roster of any team last year in the big leagues, although obviously they didn't make it to the World Series. I thought they had the best team. They had some injuries at the end of the year, including Freed, that certainly affected them. Uh, but I think this is a better team. I think they did a, a good gamble on Jared Kelnick for left field. They're going to give him a chance to play every day. I think that's going to help. Another year of development on guys like Michael Harris, Ozzy Albies is going to help as well. And this is a core that's together. And now you've got, in my opinion, a better five-man rotation than you did a year ago and a deeper bullpen than you had a year ago. So I like how Atlanta sets up right now. So, JB, you know I always listen to your show on, on Sirius as well, especially the, the front office every Sunday. There's a new song that is going around Queens. Do you know what I'm talking about for the New York Metropolitans? Yeah, meet the mediocre Mets, right? I mean, that's what I call them. <laughs> uh, really disappointed, Scotty, in, in what these guys have done this offseason. And look, I love the fact they made the run at Yamamoto. They were the highest bidder for him. Unfortunately, Yamamoto grew up a Dodger fan, so when the Dodgers had a chance to match the offer, they did. Um, but besides that, you know, I look at their rotation after Senga, who I think is a number one starter at this point. But the rest of the rotation, you've got 35-year-old uh, Quintana, soft-tossing lefty. You bring in Sean Manaya, two years, $28 million, another soft-tossing lefty. Um, you're sitting there with Severino, who's had shoulder problems and watching him last year, really inconsistent, not the guy he was at one point. You make the trade for Adrian Hauser, who had, what, a 4-4 ERA last year and 117 innings of work. So, you know, I look at this rotation and I say to myself, this is a fourth place team and watch out for Washington because they might actually go past them. Uh, this is not a contending team for me. It's not a wild card team. It's, an, it's all of a sudden an aging team, and I just don't think they've done enough in the starting rotation to be competitive this year. Wow. Okay. Understood. I mean, and they, you know, Stevie Cohen, 
He's he's got the money to buy back it up. Not yet. So would they? What should they do then? Should they trade for uh, Dylan Cease? Would maybe? And before I answer the question, that hoodie you have on is just sick. People, people are you see in the comments? People are they're chatting about. I gotta, I gotta find out the brand because that thing looks comfy and it is good color over my eyes. I like the the. uh, Yeah, I think for the Mets, I think for the Mets, what's going to happen here is the same thing that happened when Andrew Friedman went to the Dodgers and he took a year to understand the organization and he took a year really to transition from a small market GM to a big market GM. And I think for David Stearns, for the most part, he's acting like he did running the Milwaukee Brewers. A lot of his moves are middle market, small market type moves. And I think he needs to get in there in the organization, learn what he has from rookie ball all the way to AAA to the big leagues, and then I think he'll figure out what he needs to do from there. I think they're a year away from spending um, in the free agent market and doing what they have to take. Right now, they don't want to trade the prospects. And David Stearns wants to learn the prospects himself before he trades any of them in their system. So I don't see them making a deal for Dylan Cease because I don't think they're going to give up the prospects it's going to take to land them. So I think we're going to look at a season where Mets fans are going to be, once again, disappointed. So, JB, I know there's still a ton of free agents left to be signed, but I think we have a pretty board to show your midterm report card for some teams. So, obviously, the Dodgers are crushing it this offseason, and they keep piling it on. Give me something that stands out that's maybe a little more unique to your report card so far, a team that you either really like or don't like. Well, the Chicago Cubs have done nothing. Like, I, I don't understand why you go out and pay $40 million for Craig Council. You fire David Ross, and then you do nothing. They haven't signed a single free agent. They haven't made a single trade. And I don't think, I mean, if they think that Craig Council is going to walk in and win with the team that David Ross didn't win with, I think they're going to be mistaken here. So I think that has been extremely disappointed. I, I think it's a shame that uh, more free agent players haven't taken the Giants' money. I mean, they've been in on every free agent that's out there. And outside of Young Hu Lee, the center fielder, they have not been able to land the free agents they want. They make the trade for Robbie Ray, which certainly will probably help more in 2025 and 26 than it will in, in 2024. So that's been really disappointing. And I think when I look at the AL Central, I, I, I get disappointed that both the Twins and the Guardians have been so quiet this offseason, really not doing much to improve their teams. The Guardians desperately need another bat or two and haven't been able to add to that. And Minnesota basically um, standing pat with the team that they have as well, uh, although they have lost Sonny Gray in free agency. So I think those are the things that stand out the most. But look, there's a lot of offseason left, as you mentioned. All of Scott Boer's clients, or most of them haven't signed yet. He's got the five big guys left in Jordan Montgomery and Blake Snell and Matt Chapman and Cody Bellinger and J.D. Martinez. So, look, January is going to be fun to watch, and there's a lot of time left between now and spring training for these teams to make moves and get better. I needed you as my teacher. How can you give the Cubs only a C? They are in the lar- one of the largest markets, and they have done – I get it. They may still do something, but a C? Like, to me, yeah. Oakland may have done more. They signed Trevor Gott. You know what C stands for, though, AJ? You know what it stands for? Council. Craig Council. Yeah, the best managers in the game. you're thinking going Chicago Cubbies. Yeah, they, they landed council. So that that's that's a good move when you get that manager. That saves a grade. The other thing they've done is they're involved and they have made significant offers to Jordan Montgomery, 
Cody Bellinger, Matt Chapman, and Reese Hoskins. So they're out there. Those guys haven't signed yet, so they haven't lost out on them. So see, yeah, they've held their own. They got counsel, and they're making moves. So we'll see if they do anything. If they don't, by the time you get to spring training, the C will become a D when I give my final grades. There you go. I like that. Only a D if they do nothing? I know. That's a, a fail for me. Because uh, counsel's yeah. not a D. I mean, when you have yeah. one of the best managers in the game, leadership matters. Yeah, but we players matter more. Yeah, but he'll win him a few extra games. You no? think? Yeah, I mean, he's the best. He will. One of the best game managers, Definitely. I would For say. Sure. Okay, so, JB, I want to know if you're on the same page with me, and you just spoke to Jerry Depoto on the radio, and I feel bad that he has to cover for ownership's decision-making right now, but the Mariners are going to have about the same payroll, right? If they were a $200 million team, which is what they should be right now in terms of their payroll, they'd be contending for a World Series title. They might not even make the playoffs this year. What do you think, not just of the transactions, but of what's going on in Seattle for a fan base that has been waiting forever for a contender? And once they finally gave them one, kind of, they kind of just slipped the curtain from everyone. I think as an executive, you have to understand what opportunity window you have to win. And Seattle has a unique opportunity because of their starting pitching that if they get enough offense, they can go all the way to the World Series and win it. I mean, they have the starting pitching to do it. When you talk about Luis Castillo and Logan Gilbert and George Kirby, uh, Bryce Miller, Brian Wu, and you're sitting there with strong defense up the middle with Crawford at shortstop and J-Rod in center field and Raleigh behind the plate. So defense up the middle, you got the starting pitching, you got a strong bullpen as well. Um, you got to improve the offense, and that's something that I don't think they've done. Um, I think it's unfortunate that ownership is not giving Jerry Depoto and Justin Hollinger, the GM, they're not giving them the funds to go out there and add some bats because I think if they just spent like 20 to 30 million more, they could put themselves right in the conversation with the Texas Rangers and Houston Astros in the West. Um, I think Jerry's done a good job of getting future exposure, financial exposure off the books, being able to, to dump Evan White and Marco Gonzalez, a lot of their money. Uh, the next two years of Robbie Ray after this year, he was able to get that off the books. So I think ownership should be pleased that, you know, Jerry got that money off. At the same time, this is your window to win. This is when you can afford to keep this rotation that you have. Things will change three years from now. If they want to win, they should be going for it right now, in my opinion. Cannot agree more. More teams need to go for it and yep. try. But – Looking at your grades here, former White Sox, obviously. You gave them a B? Why do the White Sox get a B? Is it B because Kansas City Royals <laughs> uh, over there? I'll be honest with you. I, I think Chris Getz is doing a very good job of um, taking chances on quantity of players. I mean, if Mike Soroka can come back. you know, Look, I, I talked to Alex Anthopoulos on Sunday, and, and I asked him about Soroka because when he was coming up, Soroka was actually a better prospect than Max Free, but he was at least in that conversation. And those and, the, and that evaluation was from Alex Anthopoulos and his group. Um, and then he had the shoulder injury, and he hasn't been the same since. But Atlanta, because of where they are in the standings, they couldn't afford to go out there and give him, you know, make him be their fifth starter and give him 25, 30 starts. So if they kept him, he would have had to be in the bullpen. He was out of options. But if you're the White Sox, you're not winning, right? You're not contending this year. You're just building – if you give Soroka 25, 30 starts and he can give you 160, 170 innings this year, perhaps by the time you get to 25 and 26, maybe he comes back and is the pitcher he once was. So 
I think it's that kind of moves that I like. Look, Aaron Bummer, yeah, good reliever, great sinker when he's healthy, was coming off a bad year. But to be able to turn him into three or four players, including Nicky Lopez, who is a good defender up the middle, will help your pitching staff get better. I, I think that I like the aggressiveness. Now, we'll see what he can do with Dylan Cease, right? I mean, I think that's going to be telling about the White Sox offseason is what he can get for Cease in return. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Do you think the one available? free agent that has a besides Blake Snell that has a Cy Young is going to sign with a big league team this year. You're referring to Trevor Bauer. No, no. Trevor no. Bauer's major league career is over. Done. Really? For sure. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's over. And, and it's look, I, I'm not going to get into what witnesses have said or what allegations have said. I'm going to base my answer strictly on Trevor Bauer's admissions. Based on his admissions, there's not a team in Major League Baseball that will give him another opportunity. It's over. What do you why? mean by his admission? Okay, why though? Why? Yeah, what do you mean by his admission? Like what he admitted what he did or his admission to what teams are telling him? Well, he sure spoke recently and said he's made mistakes and just in terms – forget the, the court cases, just in terms of how he was as a teammate too. Is that what you're talking about? No, I'm talking about the admissions of what he uh, did to multiple females. Okay. Physically. Based on that alone. He's done. Wow. Okay. You don't get a second chance from that. And- well, well, well mm, there's people that have hit their wives, girlfriends, and they got second chances. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving you my opinion. That's that's all I'm doing. No, maybe, I, I, maybe somebody <clears throat> will. I, I can tell you when I sat in the GM seat and I sat there for 16 years – I gave more second opportunities than I think anybody did in baseball, and I would not give Trevor Bauer another opportunity if I was still sitting in that seat. Okay. No, that's fair. It's just yeah. – it's – it's it's. I just want – you know, Kratz asked, and I just wanted to know because, you know, you don't – it's just kind of not talked about, right? Nobody will – nobody right. will say – nobody will say it, right? And you, to hear someone actually say it is eye-opening because and because of the reasons he said. Well, Bob Nightingale said nobody is – yeah, talking to him. No, I know, but like to hear a former GM and then say, "This is why," and okay, but then when he said because of what he said he did to women, but there's people that have hit women that are still playing. So I don't know. I I, I think you're right, Jim. I think he has the arm talent, but yeah, I think you're right. I don't think a team's going to give him a chance, well, fair or unfair. That's you're probably more than more than likely accurate on that statement. Yeah, that's just my opinion. Okay, I also think, um, tough transition, but got to go there too. I, I don't think Wander Franco's playing this year, and I don't think he's playing ever again in Major League Baseball either at this point. Um, with that being said, we'll sh- let's keep it on the field here. Do you think the Rays take a step back this year, JB? The other trade that the, that the Mariners made was obviously to get Luke Raley, who could be a nice bad addition for them, but it's also because Tampa Bay's looking around like, who's going to be our shortstop this year? They trade away Tyler Glass now. The AL East is tough. I could see them missing the playoffs this year. What about you? 
Yeah, I would agree with you. I think they'd take a step back. Taylor Walls will be the shortstop. I, I don't think there's any question about that. I like Walls defensively for sure. Uh, they're going to miss Glass now. They're going to miss having a one. And I know we can argue that, well, you know, they won when he was injured, et cetera, et cetera. Still, he's a number one starter. I think the other thing we have to recognize is how good the Baltimore Orioles are. Um, and they're just going to get better. from Even if they don't make another move, even if they don't trade for Dylan Cease, they're the team to beat in that division. The New York Yankees are going to get a starter. I can't tell you if it's Blake Snell. I can't tell you if it's Montgomery or Cease. But they're going to get another starter, and they're going to get another reliever too, and they're getting better. Toronto Blue Jays, I, I have to think they're going to rebound from where they were a year ago. So to me, Tampa Bay, look, I'm not telling you that I think they're a 500 team because I think they'll win more than they lose. But I kind of agree with you based on what I'm looking at. I won't be surprised if they're not a playoff team in 2024. And then we'll stay in Florida because, you know, this team is near and dear to my heart, JB. We know um, the Miami Marlins, which is in, in your neck of the woods, uh, made the playoffs, surprisingly, this past season. So for me, this is a team, JB, that has struggled mightily to get a core fan base to consistently care and show up at the ballpark. I, I think it, it has to hit a point where there has to be ownership or front office decisions that say, when we allow our fans to go through suffering and rebuilding and all of that, there has to be a point where we spend a little bit of money, especially on offense. And now I know it's going to be tough uh, missing Sandy Alcantara too. But what's your take on what's going on there? Because I feel like they're sneaking under the radar right now. They've done nothing. They might do a little something, but Solaire's probably gone. I'm, I'm pissed. Yeah, look, I don't blame you. I mean, look, I think Peter Bendix was a good hire. Uh, had a lot of success working under Eric Neander in Tampa. I think he'll do a very good job in building up the, the player development and scouting departments um, and improving those areas, which will improve the stream of prospects getting to the big league. So I thought that was a good hire. But I hated the way they treated Kim Yang on the way out. I mean, she had done a very good job in the GM role. And all you have to do is look at the Jesus Lazardo trade and a few of the moves that she made, uh, put the organization in, into the playoffs. And then at the end of the year, uh, basically, the owner came and told her that he was going to hire someone above her, that he disagreed with her philosophy, uh, gave her a minimal raise. And, of course, she then departed. Um, and again, you saw Derek Jeter, he left as well because you have an owner that doesn't want to, Bruce Sherman, who doesn't want to spend any money. So you're in a difficult situation. Now, the interesting part is they have a great young manager in Skip Schumacher. They've got a starting rotation that's going to allow them to be competitive. And to your point, Scott, you add a couple of bats in the middle, you got a team that can at least contend for a wild card spot, a, a team that at least could win 88, 89, 90 games or something in, in that area. So it's disappointing they don't add the pieces. Then you have the rookie GM now in Peter Bendix, which means kind of like David Stearns with the Mets, a lot of times when you hire a guy in the offseason like that, it takes time to get acclimated to your organization. And before you feel comfortable in making some trades of players in your system, you want to see them first yourself. Um, so I, again, I'm, I'm hoping that Peter's able to make significant moves um, between now and maybe the trade deadline in July. Um, I think they have a chance to finish in third ahead, ahead of the Mets if they can make some moves. But um, they're going to miss Solaire if he's gone because those 40-plus home runs are going to be missed. JB, quick follow-up because, you know, we haven't spoken to you since that happened, and I was very vocal about it. I was very vocal about it at the time when the, the job was landed. 
by Kim Ang, right? And she's the first female general manager in sports. And it was covered everywhere. Every news outlet that doesn't even touch sports in the past. Were you surprised at how little coverage the story got on the reverse here when, in my mind, she was essentially let go based on what their strategy was to hire someone above her after doing a stand-up job to bring this team to playoff contention? Like, I didn't see the story covered almost anywhere. Yeah, I didn't see it covered either. Um, but they didn't really cover when Derek Jeter left either, right? True. I mean, just go, okay, he left because Bruce Sherman didn't live up to the promises. And so then when Kim Yang left, it's like, yeah, well, Jeter left and she left, so it's the owner. And so what are we going to cover? <laughs> so I, I don't know why it wasn't covered more, but obviously it was a very sad story because she should have certainly at the very least been taken care of and shown a little bit more respect than she was, especially because of the bottom line job that she and her administration had done. As a GM, this is strictly from your experience as a GM or other experiences that you've talked to guys. Do you get an exact directive from ownership? Hey, you can only spend $100 million this offseason over the next four seasons. Do you get a directive? Hey, we're only spending $20 million on this season or you got to cut 10 million or is it a ask and see what happens kind of thing? Yeah. So every owner is different and every ownership involvement is different. You know, so in my 16 years sitting there, I had owners who literally were involved in every single transaction where I could not make a transaction that wasn't approved. Um, I can tell you for the most part, every team has a budget that we set out for this particular year and the next four years. So you look at a, a five-year budget and, and you kind of plan out based on your roster and arbitration years and projections of what everyone's going to make over those five years. And they give you a, basically a set number to work with. Um, a lot of times owners can adjust that number at the trade deadline if you have a chance to win. Um, or vice versa. But yeah, there, there's a general idea there. But the involvement of owners in most organizations a lot more than the fans think. Um, GMs basically represent the owners as agents, um, and they're paid to take the hit a lot of times. Um, your job is to make sure that the owner doesn't get the blame. You get the blame. You take it. You take the hit um, a lot of times. So you know, that's all part of the job. You know, I talked to one GM at the winter meetings who said there was many times he wanted to resign. He said, but now you get paid so much to do this now. It's just enough to stay in the job and to continue to take the hit. So again, it depends on ownership. There are some organizations that have great owners that hire baseball people and say, do the job. Uh, we'll give you the freedom within this budget. Uh, but a lot of times in this day and age, Owners are more involved than people think on a regular daily basis. Yeah, that's right. We try to cover it. I mean, we make sure it's a big part of our coverage because owners run the whole operation here. And with there being no floor or cap, I mean, they're a bigger deal than in any other sport. So it matters. JB, great to see you. Appreciate the time. Great to have you back on. Looking great. And uh, enjoy the rest of the week. All right. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Wait, Year. Wait, he never told us what, what kind of hoodie that was. Oh, yeah. AJ wants to know. Can we can we get a name or is it only I don't know. I guess it's one? something called uh, Dior or something. I don't know. What's that? Is that like a name I brand? Know, something on Amazon, I think. Oh, look at him. Big flex. 
Big flex by JB before he goes off. Right. I love it. Go. I love go. it. Big flex. More, more of that. More of that spice on CBS Sports HQ. You can catch JB on there multiple times a week. Their MLB analyst slash insider and friend of the show. Good stuff. Good question there. At the velvet. Too. Congrats. That's beautiful. What is that velvet? <laughs> Cashmere. Scott Cashmere. Yeah, you like that? I said that in the chat. Yeah, we were talking about the Mets, so. It played. Exactly, it played. Uh, he's great. He's great. That was awesome. All right, ready for a little bet MGM action? Mm. Let's look back at the team of the minute. The Seattle Mariners. On uh, basically opening day, they were plus 1,800 to win the World Series. Remember, they were stumbling for a while last season. And you go to July 10th, they're plus 5,000. There's probably some people that were looking, including me, going, mm, imagine if this team does something at the trade deadline. Well, they did. They traded away their closer. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't make the playoffs. Sorry, that's the team I choose to pick on right now. Hmm. I'm going yeah, to you keep were just going as after them, and I'd like to make it clear I'm going after... Uh, a specific group of people, and it is ownership. I'm not going after the front office. I actually give credit. I think Jerry Depoto has been pretty crafty this offseason to try and mix and match. It's very difficult when you have when you're given essentially the same payroll for a young team with some guys hitting arbitration, so they're going to cost more. And your ownership says, "Cool, your expectations are up here. Your payroll's down here. Good luck." You were on the you were on the Mariners. I think like September. That was September 10th. They were 5,000. I think September 11th, Julio absolutely carried this team. Talking about July. Huh? Not September. September, July. July July 11th. And that's when he went went ham. After the All-Star break, he went crazy. Yeah. And that is the intriguing part of this team. We're just talking about the team. Scott's, Scott's crushing the ownership, rightly so. Like, this is the... I think, AJ, you had said it months ago. The closer to the ball that you are, the more you get paid. Catching, shortstop, center field. You have three guys that I think are perennial all-stars and a guy in Julio who is an MVP candidate every year. So you have you have what every team that breaks everything down and hopes for out of their five prospects. They have those three guys. And then they have... Three legit starting to me all-star caliber pitchers from their from their system. So you're not to me. You don't have to add a huge piece. You just have to add something that makes a difference. And ownership needs to see that because they're just going to be mired in their 54 percent for the next 10 years. Not to be you know not to be funny about their 54 percent, but this is the time to go. Like be 60 percent. And then in a few years from now, when all these guys are gone and you don't sign extensions to them, then be 48% then. But hey, you gave it your shot. That is actually really good math. That is exactly what fans want that that ownership doesn't realize. Instead of saying, oh, we'll, we'll stay in this range where some years we'll make it, some years we won't. Freaking push your chips in and fans don't care after that for a few years if you suck. That so has been proven. If you try to win and then you say we're going to tank for a couple years, we'll be like, well, they tried. Yes. Okay, we, we accept a couple years of down. Fans accept that. But by, 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 by the way, I found the hoodie that he was wearing. 
Only Scott can afford it. Mm, me and my private jets. Mm-hmm. An XGM right, well. for 16 years can afford it. I love that at the end he went. Mm-hmm. <laughs> JB's cool. I love JB. I, I've I worked with him at, at, at Sirius for years. He's a great He's dude. He is locked in. Scott, I, it was I my birthday a couple week. weeks ago. You should have bought this hoodie for me for my birthday. Yeah, I'm going to go to Canal Street in New York City. Do you know what Canal Street is? I know what Canal They make Street everything. Is. It's way cheaper there. <laughs> you can afford this. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of being able to afford things, there is a lucrative opportunity. You have a chance. BetMGM Sportsbook account holders who create an entry in our BetMGM Million Dollar Playoff Football Challenge have an opportunity to win a share of $1 million in bonus bets if you predict the three playoff football questions correctly out of the eligible users. Each entry period has three questions. You can check those questions out. If you log in or visit betmgm.com, go to the promotions tab on your BetMGM Sportsbook account and access the Million Dollar Playoff Football Challenge. Compete and submit the uh, Football Challenge entry, one entry per customer permitted per entry period. Gambling problem or concern? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. That was a loaded show today. That was a lot. That was There's a lot. so much more I wanted to ask Sale. I think he's one Same. of those guys that's like needs to come on more. I just think I just think he's he's so honest and yet he's a competitor. Sometimes honest people in the media are kind of like seen as floofy and just like, oh, just give the answers. Like, like I think he could be like a Paul Seawald type where he comes on when stuff's hitting the fan. He comes on when he wins pitcher of the week. He comes on when his team's down 0-2 and looking like they're down and out. Like, I just feel like he's the same guy. And I love the fact that he gives AJ a little bit of a little bit of a sticker. A little bit of a hard time. <laughs> yeah. You know, go back a long time with some of these guys. That was a great cool. intro. That was one of the better intros that we had. Oh, man, right before we get to slap, because we t- technically do have like two minutes left, we, we didn't get to the major moves made by the Colorado Rockies. Want to spend 30 minutes on the Rockies or 30 who, seconds? Who did they sign? They signed a little brother. And Jacob Stallings. Oh. Hmm. Cool. Rockies playoffs? What hmm. year? 2000 never. <laughs> They're gonna have to make it eventually. I uh, hey, they they develop. I think quite well. I think uh, their drafting and developing is pretty good. But that's it. You got to do the other things. You got to sign somebody. You got to develop some pitchers. That's a tough spot to develop pitchers. Why? I don't know. No, it's not. It's just different. It's not a tough spot. It's just different. What plays? What doesn't play? I don't know about you, AJ, but when I go in there, different guys stuff. Played differently. I had two pitchers one year. Roy Holiday, Cliff Lee. Doc's cutter would sink and Cliff's sinker would cut. Like, it's like stuff plays differently for everybody. So, to me, develop it. Have your AAA team in Colorado Springs so that it's similar and develop it. Don't give me the excuse. It's tough. It's always get athletic outfielders. You have, it's not the homers that people are worried about. It's the ball just never coming down and always being in the gap in a day game in Colorado. Like, stop with the excuses of, oh, we can't find pitching. I agree. Sooner they've been there. Great. They came in the league in what year, 94? 
93? Seven or three. Were they no. with the Marlins, right? 93? So then. Yeah, 93 sounds right. Because then the Rays and Diamondbacks came in in 97. 97. So they were 93. So it's been 40, 30 years now. Gosh, my math is like Scott's. 30 years now. <laughs> my math's um, good. Your math's like my uh, pitching arsenal. Like your necklace game. Um, awful. Uh, so 30 years now, they, they can't come up with something with all the technology we have now to figure out what That's kind right. of pitchers should work there. Like, so I, I, to me, it would be guys that have like cutters going in on lefties, lefties with cutters going in on righties to jam them, right? And like you said, Kratz, it's not the balls that hit over your head. It's the ones that bloop in in front of you for singles and, and, and all that because, again, you have to make your decision. Do you play your outfield back and give up the singles? Or you play your outfield in, take away the singles, knowing if it goes over your head, it's a home run. I always preferred to play the infield outfield in to where they you didn't give up the bloopers because the bloopers are what killed you. Because mm-hmm. the bloops would fall in, and then the next guy would hit one over your head, and it was a two-run. Can't two do run. that anymore. Why? Because if you're a player and you want to make money, oh, you get judged if you're playing too closely. That's how the defensive metrics work in the outfield right now. I'm just I'm just laying out what's going on in the game. There have been players that play, quote, too shallow, and Adam they get Jones. dinged by metrics. And people, it's impossible to watch every game in Major League Baseball, even if you're a front office member, whatever, right? They look at metrics, and you get punished if you play too shallow. That's just how the metrics work. I right know, now. but they're, they're, listen, the Rockies, they, they got to figure something out. They've also had kind of, the, they, they kind of keep everybody the same for a long time. <laughs> when are they going to shake it up? Like, Bud Black's a nice guy. He's been there for how many years now, and they haven't won nothing. They don't have a good team, though. But, but still, yeah, like, I get it. shake it up. Try something different. Try, I don't know, do what do what the Rays did when they brought in Joe Madden and just did all kinds of crazy shit. And people were like, what is this guy doing? And then it worked. And now it everyone's did. like, man, we got to shift and we got to try hitting the, the, the pitcher sixth. And, like, the pitcher's going to have an opener. We're going to have this guy and the starter close and the opener start and the close and, like, all this crazy shit. I mean, why not? You got nothing to lose. You're not beating the Dodgers anytime soon. You ain't beating the – the Diamondbacks anytime soon with what they're building doesn't look like. You're not beating the Padres probably. So where, where, where do you go from there? The Giants are always probably going to be decent. They need to be more Rays-like, and it actually ties into one more thing uh, that breaks before we get to slap. The St. Louis Cardinals, this according to Katie Wu, friend of the show and writer for The Athletic, Cardinals are set to announce the hiring of Heim Bloom to the front office in an advisory role. Cardinals had been linked to the former Red Sox executive dating back to the beginning of the offseason. I think that would have been a good fit for the Rockies. Bring them in. And I know every every owner or half the owners want to be like the Rays. I think the Rockies, in terms of the craftiness, are the team that should have looked at that. And that is where I think Kyan Bloom could have thrived with Bill Schmidt. But good for the Cardinals. Do the Rockies? They had a guy who we're quickly, I think, looking at and saying, eh, it wasn't his fault. Definitely wasn't his fault. Ownership. exactly what they told him to do. Yeah. Slash payroll and and got them a decent young core. I like the young core for Boston. Yeah. They just aren't adding on toppings. And now Craig Breslow is doing the exact same thing. Like it's like Craig Breslow North, or it, it's Heim Bloom North. Like it's just another another local guy that yeah, that's that's grinder. But are the Rockies the one team we talk the least about? Like if there's an AI that could say which team, like which team is least discussed on foul territory has to be the yes. Rockies because they don't care to me. They might be the most prominent team of eh, it's okay because their ownership came out and was like, eh, 
it's okay for a 500 team. They were 54% before 54% was 54%. They're more like 45%. Yeah. <laughs> they, they end up being more like 45. But it's like, to me, I think that is, it would be a great place to play. I've never heard anybody say, man, I hated playing in Colorado besides pitchers who got mollywopped. But it's great. It's a great, you know what else they do I well? love that town. Fan experience. You go there. If you're not worried about what the final result of the game is, you want to have a good time and a good night. Go to a Rockies game. Seriously. Oh, they're great. They do a the great sky, job. It is sunny. The sky is beautiful, too. Ball the sunsets, nice. The beautiful the, the ballpark's beautiful. They got the Christmas trees out in center field. They got the little waterfall. They got good breweries there. Food's good. Food's good. Employees. I mean, obviously, I'm going off what I've been there. They got Everyone's dinger. really nice. Like, they, they are running a great operation besides the wins and losses. I'm serious. It's yeah. fun. Dinger. What mm-hmm. the, the, the better shop. mascot names? Dinger. It's a great one. And he's a Triceratops, too, just for, I don't know why. I didn't know that. There's a lot of right. dinosaurs in Colorado? Uh, it might have been. Mm-hmm. No, they're actually a pretty young team. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.